You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. And we are on episode 701. Wow, crazy. I just realized uh, that the last episode was 700 and just insane. It has been such a wonderful ride for myself, for helping you, for all the people who have found the podcast all over the world through Apple and Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere else. It's it's just uh, a great ride that I have no, uh, there's no end in sight, no plans to stop this train. There's always something new to talk about, discuss, and help you with. And, and here we go. We're, we're doing that episode here today. We're talking about this concept of, of adapting to her life versus knowing what you want in your life. And so that's the big mistake here that I see is guys who they don't really have their own life going on. And when I say they don't have their own life, like, of course, everyone has their life and what they're doing, but just people who are uncertain of their future, who know what they like, who know what they want, who have a clear picture of what they see their life to be like. A lot of guys don't have that. And I I want this episode to encourage you to create that for yourself. Because what ends up happening is if you don't have an idea of what you want your life to look like. So for example, where you want to live, what role you play and what role she plays in the relationship, what kind of things, activities you're doing on the weekends throughout the week. Do you want dogs? Do you want pets? Do you want kids? How many are you interested in having? All these things. So if you're interested in having a relationship with a woman and you don't have your life together, well, if you A, don't have your life together or B, maybe you have your life together, you have a good job and, and you do well for yourself and you have your, you're supporting yourself just fine, but you don't know where to go or where you, what you want, then you're going to end up falling into a situation where you might adapt to her life and what she wants. And the problem with that mainly is you could end up in a scenario that, oh, it sounds good for now. Like, okay, well, I'll just do what she wants and what she, because I don't know what I want. So she seems to have a pretty good idea of what she wants. I'll just kind of do what, what she wants. Well, she's so clear on what she wants potentially that, yeah, okay, you might just go with it. But then down the line, you're not going to like it anymore. And then what happens? Well, you're stuck because you're living her life and not yours. Does If she wants kids, how many kids she wants, where she wants to live, what she thinks the role should be. So I'll give you an example here and the inspiration for this episode. I'm actually working with two clients right now who, funny enough, it's a very, it is kind of a specific issue, but they're going through something similar. So one of my clients He's a psychologist. He does well for himself. Very smart. He's in his early 40s. Great person. 
has somewhat of an idea of what he wants, but not really. And his girlfriend right now, very new girlfriend, she is a very clear picture of what she wants. She wants to have lots of animals. She wants to live on a farm one day. And actually, that's as far as I know. But those are, those are a few pretty big things. She wants to tend to the animals. And so he's sitting here going, well, I could see myself potentially doing that. That seems like could be cool. And I had to let him know, bro, this is not about this could be cool. This is your life. If you end up on a farm one day, which, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're just like end up being on a farm and you don't want to be there, and that's the life that you're living and you're living with all these animals, which that was never something you ever had any interest in, according to him, well, that could be a big issue. So I said to him, you need to get really clear on what you want your life to look like. Of course, the more details, the better, but it doesn't have to be insanely specific, but it's got to be somewhat, you know, you can't just be like, oh, I don't know. I, this is where I live now and this is what I do. And I'm not exactly sure what I want. I know I want a wife and kids one day. That's not enough. I really don't think that's great. And for those of you who are like, whoa, fuck, this is, this is a little bit of a shocker. I got to really figure out what I want in life. This is stressful. Don't think of it as stressful. Don't worry about this too much, but you need to have some idea. Again, it doesn't need to be so specific, but you need to have some sort of idea of what you're looking for. And if you're in the phase of you're just kind of hooking up with some girls and having fun, okay, that's fine. But eventually, if you are looking for a relationship one day, actually, let me take that back. I don't care what you want, whether you want to hook up with girls forever and never have a wife or a girlfriend, or your person who's looking for a girlfriend, your person who's looking for a wife, you always got to be clear on what, what you're looking for because you don't want to ever get stuck. Okay, so like my clients or like myself, by the way, I've dated women before where I wasn't really fully sure of what I wanted and I went with the flow. So this is a mistake that I absolutely have made. I went too much with the flow and then what happens when you go too much with the flow? Well, you end up in a relationship that's over a year, two years, and they're clear on what they want. You're not so clear, but you know what they want. You're not that interested in, and now you've wasted your time, and you end up breaking up. Or you don't break up, and you end up going with their flow, <laughs> and it's not exactly what you're looking for. When I was in my 20s, I got into a relationship that was just that. I made a big mistake. I didn't have these important conversations, nor did I really figure out what I wanted or thought about what I wanted. And that caused uh, a long relationship, about three to four years long, that ended because of those reasons. Uh, there was some more reasons, but those were a big part of it. She wanted to live in a secluded area. I wanted to live more towards a city. She wanted to... She wasn't sure she wanted to have kids. I knew I wanted to have kids. I know it sounds kind of obvious, like, uh, Trip, you weren't talking about that stuff that came up that late in the relationship. What can I say? It did. It did. I was so focused on um, 
my own, I was in my own world. I was building trip advice and I wasn't thinking too much about that, which is sort of funny and meta that now that is advice that I'm giving inside of trip advice as I, as I learn more about relationships. But here we are. I want to shed this, this advice and this information to you so you don't make the mistakes that I make or make the mistake that I know that my clients could make. And so now my client who's dating that girl, and it's only been a few months, and so I'm very proud of him that he's having these conversations right away. This is smart. This is exactly what you need to be doing. And I'm proud of him for doing that. But I told him, I said, you have to know what you want in this. You don't seem very clear on what you want. You have an idea of what you don't want, which is a start. But create a picture. Think about it. Look at all your options. What kind of life do you see yourself living? Where do you see yourself living? And of course, we, you know, I understand you're not going to know 100% for sure. If you haven't really thought about it, you may be unsure because you'd have to experience something. But do your best to have an idea. Think about if you want kids. Think about when you want kids. Think about where you'd like to live or what places or areas or type of a type of area you'd want to live. Think about the roles that you want to have in your relationship. What is she doing on a daily basis? What are you doing on a daily basis? What do your weekends look like? Again, it can be general. That's fine. That's, that's better than, than having no picture at all until one day you're with a woman and she's like, this is what I want. And you're like, oh, uh, I don't know what I want. What's really cool about this, this is lifestyle design. Everyone should be doing it. You need to know what you want so that you can communicate it to your partner to see if it's a good fit. To make sure that she's on board and you're on board and everyone's on board for what's going on here. And these are conversations that you have in the first couple months of dating. So you can see if this is a partner that can last a long time. Okay. So I know that some of you guys are not in relationships yet. I understand that. I understand that a lot of you are still dating. You're still learning about dating, trying to get dates. And this may seem silly. Well, this is far down the line. But no, this is what you need to be thinking about now. Start the thinking process now because it's not going to happen overnight. For some some of you, it might. You might be thinking right now, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, actually, I do have an idea of what I want. And you're taking out your phone and you're, you're going to list it. And you're going to get clear. And some of you are just like, yeah, I already know. I know this is the life I have and what I want to continue and what I want and what I see. Fantastic. And then some of you are going to be on the opposite end of the spectrum having no idea. So I ask you, start thinking about it. Again, even if you're not looking for marriage or relationship or kids, there's still a lifestyle that you should be thinking about, generally speaking. Of course, if you're not looking to get into a serious relationship, you, you are allowed. The lifestyle of that allows you to go more with the flow. But it's good to get clear on why not get clear on what you want, right? Stephen Covey, author of The Seven uh, Habits of Highly Effective People, he states one of those habits is starting with the end in mind, right? Starting with the end in mind. So you want to start with the end in mind so you have a path, so you have an idea of where you're going. It's like anything with goals. 
you know, what kind of woman you want, the three non-negotiables that I speak of quite a bit, your goals with your career, business revenue, weight loss, weight gain. Everything should have some sort of end in mind because that allows you to create the path. The path can't be created, or at least I should say, it's a rough path, metaphorically speaking, if you don't know where it's headed. And it's going to be easier for you. And that's all I want. I want this to be easy for you. That's the real underlying factor here of this episode, what I'm trying to get across. I want you to have these hacks and these ideas so it's easier for you to go about the process. So I'll tell you about my other client I'm working with. And he is in a situation where he has been dating a girl for a while. She is much younger than him. And she lives a little bit more of a party lifestyle. They're in a weird, it's not his girlfriend. It's very strange how he created it. I'm not dissing him for it. It's more so she wanted this exclusive relationship that they're not allowed to sleep with other people, but they don't have the title of being a girlfriend or boyfriend. It's very strange, which I told him that. And he said, yeah, he does think it's strange. And he's dealing with some of these boundaries and and issues in the relationship. But she seems to have a life that she knows that she wants. She likes to go out. She likes to party. She likes to hang out with her her group of friends that she likes to hang out with. And he has his life and he knows what he wants, but he's still really trying to get clear on what is the relationship that he's looking for? What is the relationship and what is the dynamic between them look like? How often are they spending time together? What are they doing together? Is she still going out and partying a lot? Things that, really trigger his anxious attachment that he has. So he's thinking about all these things. He's thinking about everything that would entail this relationship. And what I don't want is I don't want you guys to be thinking that when you're in the relationship. That's not the time to be thinking about it. Because now you're already attached to the person. It's harder to break up. You might end it with them longer, even though it's not a good fit. You want to get a general idea before a relationship even starts. Again, to repeat myself, if you don't have a general idea of what's going on, you might end up adapting to her life and that might not be a life that you necessarily want. So you'll have to either break up, which is fine, but it's not fun, or you will end up adapting to her life. And you'll say, yeah, I'll just go, I'll go with what... uh." With her plan, she seems to know what she wants pretty easy. I'll just fall into her life. And that's just a gamble. That's not a gamble we want to take. We don't want to gamble with the lifestyle that we live. We don't want to gamble with the kind of women we end up with. That's the whole, that's the opposite of what Trip Advice is trying to do here. It's trying to have you create the life that you want the lifestyle that you want, the kind of women and or, and or woman that you want, the kind of relationship that you want, having the choice 
right? That's what the podcast and my Trip Advice Accelerator coaching program aim to do. They aim to help you have more choice of women and attract the kinds of women you want. And that's step one. But step two is then you have to figure out if that woman is a good fit for you. A lot of guys don't have an abundance of women. They don't have choice. So what ends up happening is they end up settling. And then you're, you've picked the wrong woman and you picked the wrong life. And then there's either, and or, I guess, depression and a bad life, a divorce, potentially. All things you don't want. That could be so simply figured out if you just what? If you just keep the end in mind and then work your way towards there. I want you to have more choice of women. I want you to be able to be excited about the woman you want and attract her and and then be able to say, okay, now let's date this woman for a couple months. Let's see if this woman is going to be one that's going to complement and add to my lifestyle. That's another thing. I've talked about this in a recent episode too. I think it was like five or six episodes ago. Is is, is she adding to your life? Obviously, we don't want a woman to subtract, right? To make your life harder by any means. We want her to add. We want her to make your life easier. I'm in a relationship right now. Megan makes my life easier. This is just the setup that we have where I'm working on trip advice. This is my more than full-time passion, career, job, everything. And she helps a lot with house. So it's very, we'll say like an old school, although I hate that term, but it's, uh, you know, the kind of conservative or old school gender role, so to speak, where she does more house things. And then I'm doing, I'm, I'm, my job is to bring in the money. So I'm here to bring in the money. She helps with the house and that's it. And I love that. I love that I don't have to worry about making dinner. I don't have to worry about chores. She's really focused also on like our social plans. She does a lot of that too. All those great things. And then I get to focus on trip advice. I get to sit in a room here and do podcasts and do the things that I love. That's a setup that I have. That's what I've wanted. That's what I created. That's what I presented to her when we were dating. And it flowed. And she liked that too. And we each have our roles. Traditional. That was the word I was looking for. Old school, conservative. Traditional. I like that. I like that. I like the idea of having kids one day where where we won't have to be reliant too much on childcare, daycare, nanny. And we can use that more as a time of luxury, you know, if we want to go on trips or whatever it may be. Again, that that's me. That's what I want. I wouldn't force that on you. Maybe some of you like that idea as well. But it's really helped me. She's added to my life. She's made my life better. She brings joy to my life. The companionship is is great, which is obvious, right? That's what people get into relationships for mainly is the companionship. 
She's not drama. She doesn't have any toxic traits, red flags. By the way, not showing off here at all. Believe me. I went through four to five relationships to find her. And to find the relationship I wanted, this was not a look at me, I got lucky. I worked at this. I earned it. I deserve it. I I went through a lot of breakups to get to this point. And hey, I have no regrets. It got me here. It led me to a life that I enjoy living. It led me to to, to more wisdom and information that I can shed here on the podcast and and share with you. So it was just a win-win across the board. That's what I want for you. Not my life, but a life that you're excited and happy about. A woman that adds, not subtracts. Subtracting would look like a woman who brings drama, makes life harder, fights with you a lot, isn't very cooperative, not a team player, stubborn person. It's not. It's a hard person to co-life with, isn't it? Sounds like it, right? So think about what kind of life you want All I ask is you start the process and then let's see where that process takes you. Okay, listener, I have given my piece. I've made my point. I think you understand what I'm talking about. And uh, I will step off my soapbox for now and we will go into some Q and A. You can email me, trip at tripadvice.com. You can get your questions answered. I will answer them here in the podcast. I do a pretty, pretty good job at making sure that I get to them as fast as I can. Right now I'm reading one from December 21st, so that's about a month ago. And we'll we'll go ahead and answer them here in just a bit. Just remember, if, if you need help with anything I just said here, if, if you're figuring out your life, what you want, all that seems to be hard for you. You just don't feel like you can do that on your own. You need a sounding board. You need some ideas. This is just scratching the surface of what the Trip Advice Accelerator coaching program can do for you. So you can always come here into the program, work with one of our coaches who gives you the detailed instructions and step-by-step moves to have the most effective and best dating life that you can have. We optimized your dating profile. We know exactly what to do to make a dating profile that gets dates. We know how to motivate and encourage and hold you accountable to go out and meet women, how to do so. You know, it's funny. Someone recently came to us and said to us uh, that they worked with another dating coach and it was not a good experience. And we said, why? And they said, because I would go out and talk to women and the coach would just say, oh, you don't want to do that. Don't do that. So it's funny that that coach didn't, tell him what to do. They just told him what not to do. That's not very helpful. We don't do that over here at TripAdvice. We tell you what not to do, but we have to tell you and absolutely are going to tell you what you need to do and how to do it step-by-step specifically with the end in mind. Ah, a little callback there, the end in mind. We need to have goals and we create them with you and then we help you achieve them. It is a just amazing experience for the guys who have gone through it and you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't give it a chance. So check us out, tripadvicecoaching.com and we would love and feel honored to help you through your process. Make sure that you're getting and dating the women that you actually want 
even if you don't think that you're a super attractive or high quality man. Or if you do, and you're still not attracting the women that you want. We help with all the above. Okay, this one is from John. Hi, Trip. Recently discovered your podcast after watching some of your content on Instagram. Really appreciate all you do. I recently broke things off with the girl I'd been talking to because I thought I was getting low interest from her. But I'm not sure if that was the case. We live in different cities, red flag, and met through mutual friends after I visited six months ago and had been talking ever since. Eventually, I visited again and took her on a date. Afterwards, we discussed candidly the on and off communication I had noticed in the months prior and explained our perspectives to each other. We left in a good place, excited to explore the connection more. In the following weeks, we called a couple more times and things went well until I felt her starting to get more distant. It got to the point where I wanted to call her and discuss it, but she declined my calls twice, asking each time to call another day, but never proposing a date to do so. Ouch. In her defense, she's in med school and this happened during finals week, but when I felt brushed off like that after a period of already short and dry texts, I took that as a sign of low interest and cut it off via text since she didn't seem to want to call again. My question is, was I right to call that low interest? And if so, was I right to cut it off at the first sign of low interest? Or should I have given her the benefit of the doubt, given her busy week and our last months of decent communication? Thanks for the help. Looking forward to more content, John. Well, I love this question. This is a great one. Quick answer. I think you were right to call it low interest. Yeah. I mean, you got to remember, man, if you've been listening for a while, you know I've said this before. I'm truly against a long-distance relationship. It's a scarce move. It's a move that screams, I can't find an ideal woman, so I'll go with what I can. And what you can get is a woman who lives in a different city. Now, of course, that different city could be just a small city away, but the fact that you stayed in different cities makes me believe that it's very different cities. And, uh, you know, you visited six months ago. So visiting says this is long distance. And that's the first thing. That's the more important thing, really. And here's the, and here's the thing. This is, why, this is a great example of why I'm against long distance. I am under the belief that because you guys are long distance, that didn't really keep her involved. You were a guy who lived in a different city. And I'm sure of it that that added to her low interest because she was probably thinking the back of, the, of her head, like, where is this really going to go? And you guys had on and off communication. She was not invested in you. So yeah, long answer is you were right to call that low interest. I don't think she's that invested in you. I don't care if she's got finals week. She can talk to someone for five minutes that she really likes. Yes, I understand for her med school is probably very important, top priority. But then again, hey, maybe you don't want to find a woman like that. This is where I want you guys to think outside the box, very related to the topic today. Do you want to have a woman in your life that's in med school, that's going through that? Or do you want to be more of a number one priority? I'll even go further. Do you want a woman's career to have priority over you? Or do you want someone who prioritizes the relationship and family? 
And maybe you can have both. I think that's kind of hard, but whatever. Think about that. I don't know if I'd want that. Think about all the the red flags here. Uh, Situational red flags, not the fact that she has red flags. The situation has red flags. She's long distance. She's busy with her work. She's so busy with her work and you don't even, you don't even live in the city. So you said, I felt brushed off. You were brushed off. So you were right to cut it off. I mean, I would have also just been up front and maybe said something just to, just to gauge for sure. So you could have said something like, Hey, I'm feeling, I know you're going through finals week, but I'm feeling a little brushed off. I think at this point, you know, unless I can get a little bit more investment on your end, we should probably just cut it here. Could have said that. I don't think that's the ultimate and only path you could have gone. I think that what you did is fine too. And you cut it off via text. So you're not saying anything anymore. And the fact that it seems like she's not even responding to you anymore or not responding, um, initiating anymore, then, you know, it's probably it. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not a romantic here. This could have been the one. Why not give it a shot? There's plenty of women out there that can be the one. But for, for this situation, sounds like that's not it. So should you have given her the benefit of the doubt, given her busy week and our last months of decent communication? Mm, no, I don't think so. I think you made the right move. Find someone in your city. Move on. All right, this one's from Anonymous. Dear Trip, I met a girl during a pub crawl, got her number. I asked her out through text. I asked her this exactly, quote, hey, her name, I am from the pub crawl yesterday. It was nice to meet you. I was wondering if you were down to go for a walk plus hot wine at the Christmas market in Park. Soon, question mark. She agreed and offered a day, so the first date was set. We got some hot wine, sat at a bench together to talk. Eventually, we left the bench and walked back to the place she had to be that evening. I was too scared of rejection to offer to walk hand in hand. My questions are, when we left the bench, should I have stood up first and offered my hand? Do women in general like to walk hand in hand? And if so, what are the best ways to break the touch barrier during walking? I hope this question gets to the podcast. Thank you for all your content. It really helps. Kind regards, Anonymous. Great question. Let me say this. I don't think, I think it's a a little, this is my opinion here. I can get some people I can see to disagree with this, but take care of what it's worth. I don't think holding hands is something you would do unless you guys have kissed first. I think that is a, it's such a romantic, such a romantic type of physical touch to hold a hand it's very girlfriend boyfriendy, which is fine, but I think it makes more sense. It's almost like a weak way to break the touch barrier. It's like this half-assed weird thing. Why not just go for the kiss? I would have got up from the if things were going well, you were felt you you felt like there was a good connection. I would have got up from the chair, the bench, and I would have just gone for a kiss. I would have looked her in the eyes and said, "Hey, wait a second." come here, and then gone for a kiss. Then after that, you can hold hands. I'll say, funny enough, 
with Megan and I, that exact thing happened. We had our first date. We walked. We were not holding hands. I was walking her home, which was like a two-mile walk. We just, it was nice out. And we stopped for a second. And I gave her a kiss. And then after we kissed for a little bit, we held hands. And that seemed like a nice natural progression. Once you kiss and you break that touch barrier, it makes a little sense to hold hands. To do it prior to the kiss feels a little off to me. So don't worry too much about walking hand in hand. I don't think that that is your most important escalation technique or touch move. I think the best thing you could do is really go for a kiss. And if you don't hold hands after that, it's fine. I'm not even saying the advice isn't even to hold the hand. Don't need to hold the hand after you kiss. If it makes sense and it feels right, go for it. You know, like for example, if you kiss a girl and she's not really that into it or she's not really kissing you back that much, it's just a little bit awkward or something, then holding the hand might be a weird move. But if she's really into it and the connection's really good and everything's going well, then yeah, maybe holding the hand is going to be good. So you got to kind of see how she's feeling in it and you'll know. There's an intuition there. But guys, learn from this. Don't don't be scared of rejection. Okay? Don't be scared. What's the best way to break the touch barrier during walking, you ask? Stop her. Say, come here. Smile and give her a kiss. So I hope that helps, Anonymous. That is my advice. Let's do one more here. Hey, Trip, there is this woman I work with. She's a mental health nurse and ticks off a lot of boxes. But what made me hesitate was she casually mentioned that she was a slut when I was younger. Her words, not mine. What's your opinion on dating someone who's had multiple sexual partners before when I never had one? And second, she's living with an ex and complains about him a lot. Should I still make a move anyway? Sincerely, Alex. Alex, multiple red flags here. We'll start from the from the bottom up. You said, second, she's living with an ex and complains about him a lot. That's weird. That's strange. Why is she living with her ex? Why you why is she living with someone she complains with a lot about a lot, especially an ex? It says to me that she's not very confident in herself to do what's good for her. I don't like that. That's a that's a low self-esteem move. Self-esteem is defined by I know I've defined it, but another definition of it by Nathaniel Brandon, who wrote the book, Six Pillars of Self-Esteem, says self-esteem is when one feels they deserve happiness. So if you're in a situation that's not good and you're not trying to fix it, that's a little bit of a like a red flag or a yellow flag there. Also, she's had multiple sexual partners before. I'm wondering what that means. I mean, the fact that she was a slut when she was younger, that's not very attractive. I know it seems very double standard, but men and women are not the same. I've come into new beliefs that it is a lot different for a man to have multiple sexual partners than it is for a woman. Women aren't uh, bred, so to speak. It's not a strong desire for them to have sex with a lot of men. It's not. Even though it happens, no woman is proud of that. 
she doesn't like that. It's not natural for her to have that many partners. And so that brings up a red flag that she was like that. It's, I mean, don't you think? You're asking me the question, so you must feel a little off about it. That's okay. Men feel weird about that. And it's okay to feel weird about that. The fact that she had that many sexual partners in her past. It's not good for women. It's not, with women, women are not meant to be having that much sex. It's a very conservative type opinion here, but it's just true. They're not, they're not meant to, to do that. It really messes with them. It's not healthy for them. You know, for a man, yeah, sex, you can get attached, but there's not many consequences to it. For a woman, it's a very emotional roller coaster. I'm sure that she got used by a lot of men and she probably doesn't feel good about being used. Men don't care about that, generally speaking, right? And I don't think that's a society thing. I think that's just how it is. That's that's nature. So I don't know, red flag there. And the fact that you haven't had one, that's something to work on. But it seems to me also, she she works with you, man. That's another red flag. Don't want to hook up or sleep with people that you work with. Then you got to see them a lot and... You know, yeah, you said here, but what made me hesitate was she casually mentioned that she was a slut when she was younger. Who's to say she's not that way now? Is that the kind of woman you want? One that also works with you? That could be a disaster if you get rejected or if it doesn't work out. And she lives with an ex? This girl's got red flags all over the place. You're living in a scarce mentality. Get to abundance. Find a woman who has more things going for her than the one that actually works with you. I hope that helps. I hope that this was a good episode for you. I hope you took some notes. I hope that this did something for you. It was a good episode on my end, episode 701. If you need help with anything regarding dating, sex, relationships, we're here to help you. TripAdvicecoaching.com. Go there. Fill out an application. Let's chat. And if you have a question, email me, trip at tripadvice.com. And we will answer your question here in the podcast. Thanks so much. Talk to you on the next episode.